And we're back, everybody. We're back again with another episode. We're rip-roaring into our... Somewhere in the 40s of these fucking... Of the show. This is the Moron Voice Audio Show. And I'm the host of the show, Ian Junkins. Thank you for everybody uh, coming back and um, checking it out. Because I know there's now a shit ton of these. And somehow um, all y'all are still at least checking out some of them. Maybe not making it through the whole episode, but... Really just appreciate you um, clicking on it. There's been uh, a shit ton going on. A little bit of catching up. A shit ton going on here at the Moron Voice Audio Show. Since I haven't been I haven't been releasing weekly podcasts for a few months now. And, by the way, we got a Dunkin' Donuts large today. That's what I'm sipping on. But it's been a couple months since we've been doing the weekly episodes. And I do miss doing the weekly show. Love the weekly show. I have more time now. Once again, my freaking schedule has changed. So I'm I'm on a better podcasting schedule. And behind the scenes, like I'm trying to say right now, behind the scenes, still plenty of podcasting and nitty gritty details going on. Last week I was on, I was the guest, first time ever guest on a podcast. Posted like fucking 40 of these things. And I was invited to be on John's podcast, Mongo Chatter, a skateboarding based show. He came down to Maine and we um we skated and um then I ended up doing a uh, little video call webcam I don't know what they call it people say it's not called webcam hasn't been called webcam in like ten fucking years Ian stop calling it a webcam I don't know what it is we did like a webcam podcast thing together and it was great so definitely go check that out we're gonna be doing a lot more cool things with John we got some collaborative uh, koozies in the works. That's right, uh, Mongo Chatter times Moron Voice Audio Show. Koozies in the works. So, big shout out to John. Thanks for having me on. As much as I say this is not a skateboarding show, because it's not just a skateboarding show, but I am obviously a skateboarder, so it's engraved in me. So there's always going to be touches of skateboarding, and I'm um, completely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? thankful I guess I'm thankful that John reached out and uh, let me on a show because I love skateboarding and that got me thinking all this like my cat's fucking meowing it's asshole okay so we got the cat in here um my co-host Greg by the way everybody there he is climbing up on the table get down this is why we don't have the cat in when we're podcasting too much expensive equipment for him to jump on the fucking table I got thinking about skateboarding and um just how rad it is you know, growing up, we didn't have the fucking nicest shit. Like, I, if you heard my review of the Titanic, you know that I uh, dressed up as low class, third class, when I um, cosplayed in a Titanic day at school. Um, we dressed, my family dressed me up as third class because that's what the fuck we were, we were poor. So essentially, I didn't have that nice of shit until I, um, and I didn't know the quality of shit. Shit being, like, pretty much anything. Fucking, like, clothes, food, whatever the fuck it was. I mean, until uh, the first... I had a toy skateboard, is what I'm trying to get at. Had a couple fucking toy store skateboards. These are skateboards that cost, like, 10 20 I don't even think these things cost $30. Growing up, like, a uh, Walmart board is what we would call them. Like, a department store board was such a piece of fucking shit. They're better now. At least now it's kind of skate brands. People want to hate that skate brands are having their decks at Walmart or whatever. You can buy like a $45 Dark Star board. 
Or like, I don't know if Pig still does that. I know Vision makes some like shitty boards. Those are substantially better than like 2001, 2, 3 era Walmart boards, which is what I had. Piece of shit, like $10 fucking toys. And then I, when I saw like a, what we would call a professional skateboard when I was younger, the neighbor got a, he, I think it was a flip board with a fucking devil on it. Yeah. Like insane. A board with a devil on it. I was actually fucking afraid of this board. I remember the CCS magazine that he had. He, he was looking at boards, building his first board. This kid was stoked. Did not, I think that was his only board he ever fucking set up. He did not end up being a skater, but at the time he was, I thought he was like the coolest fucking skater in the world. This older neighborhood kid, like, with a CCS magazine, and he had a board with a devil on it. The scary fucking devil on it, too. I was like, that would be, like, my last choice. Something that scares the fuck out of me. Little did I know I'd end up with a uh, somewhat regrettable pentagram tattoo on my thigh that says, Skate to Hellboy. So maybe that board left more of an impression than I thought. Anyways, that same board that I was afraid of is when I realized there's, like, higher quality of things, like... I was like, holy shit, like, you could see the seven plies in the wood, the concave of the board was completely different and way more usable for, like, even just riding around, like, my board was flat with just a kick, kick, this had no freaking shape to the actual, uh, popsicle of it, you know, it was just a piece of shit toy board, wow, like, did that board open up my eyes and I realized, shit can be, like, higher quality, and the, I'm asking for a skateboard, you know, professional skateboard, give me a professional skateboard, I'm asking for uh, a pair of Vans, a pair of Chuck Taylors, which I did end up getting later, about a year later, finally started to get um, the skater stuff I wanted, because I realized, like, my shoes are bunk, like, these aren't even fucking quality shoes here, not that I wasn't grateful for um, having shoes on my fucking feet, but I wanted Vans, you know, and I wanted, like, a professional skateboard, because I saw, like, you know, there's no way I'm gonna ever learn how to skate on this piece of shit with these like starter, probably like Walmart shoes, Walmart board. You know, I was a fucking pretty shit fucking kid at that time. Later on, we had a little more money and like you know, so I could wear the fucking Spitfire shirts or whatever the fuck I wanted. But yeah, man, what a trip! Skate looking back at skating already has been, uh, you know, making me see more quality in things, and that transfers into things such as musical instruments or um clothes and food and uh, electronics everything that I can see quality in relates back to when I first saw a higher quality in a product which was a flip skateboard that's just uh, one instance of uh, skateboarding having a lasting impact on my life kind of gave me a little more of a taste for quality even that might be a little uh, embellished because some of these boards are 75 85 dollars and they're kind of pieces of fucking shit What are you going to fucking do? In other news, my driving has, um, I don't want to say improved, but I haven't been getting road rage as much. Realizing half my problem might be of, um, you know, maybe I don't make the best decisions when I drive because I'm always freaking baked. Maybe that's why, maybe because I'm like driving around half baked all the time. It's like just the other day, I'm pulling out of my driveway um, on a rush. I don't know if I was going to work or if I was going to pick up a burrito or what, but I'm pulling out of my driveway, joint lit in my mouth, blasting probably something. I know it's blasting music, probably like always and forever, you know, 
one of my favorite fucking summertime songs. I love you always forever. And so I pull out of my driveway, lickety fucking split. Like I said, joint lit in my mouth. Speaking of joint lit, let's light this one up. I'm already baked as fuck. I've been smoking weed all day, putting off podcasting. Now I can't believe I'm actually podcasting because I'm so fucking baked. But whip the fuck out of my driveway, and my neighbor is right in front of me. Looks at the joint, and I almost fucking hit her and her fucking dumb dog. I don't know what's up with this fucking lady. Like, how many times a day are you going to walk this fucking dog, bitch? Get off of it. But, you know, and I can see where her eyes are looking directly at my fucking joint. Believe it or not, two days later, the same situation fucking happened. And I was probably blasting the same fucking song, Always and Forever. Either that or maybe like some Uncle Cracker song, knowing me. But it kind of made me realize, like, hmm, maybe it's because I'm, like, blazing a fucking joint the first three minutes every time I fucking really drive someplace why I, uh, people are flipping me off all the time and stuff. <clears throat> maybe people see me smoking weed while I drive, and they're flipping me off because they're like, this guy's a fucking stoner idiot. Get him off the road. He's fucked up. Who the fuck knows, man? Phew. So, thinking of, like, her staring at my fucking joint. Because this bitch was like exactly like this joint was in my mouth lit and like she was looking at the joint. She wasn't looking at my face. Makes me think. I was just uh, I just saw the most awful fucking thing. This is about a month ago now. I was working at a um. We don't need to like name companies and shit. Sometimes people like to come on here and tell us where they work. I don't like to tell you where the fuck I work. I was working at a um. Let's just say like a boat repair place. And this is actually my last day on the job. My last day on this job. The most fucked up last day of a job I have ever had. Because I thought it was just going to be a typical kind of low-key fucking day. Dick around for nine hours and leave and call it fucking good. Never go back. But I get told by one of the mechanics. Obviously, we're on the water. You know, boat repair is going to be on the water. There's another repair shop. Probably like a 10-minute boat ride from our repair shop. Just some background. And he says that, you know, if you don't have a busy schedule, I could really use your help over at the other repair shop across the fucking water here. I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. And he says, like, this is going to be messy. Like, I'm getting down. You're going to have to hold me by my ankles because I'm going to be going into, like, a foot. It's about a foot wide hole, he tells me. I'm going to be going in here, laying on my belly, and I'm going to be taking a pump off that holds essentially, like, a bunch of backed up piss and shit. Because this guy's toilet's all backed up. And I say, like, okay, like that. at least I'm not taking off the pump. And he's like, this is going to be fucking awful. Like, you might need to pull me out of here. Okay, so I, time goes, fucking a couple hours go by, and he's ready for that boat ride. You know, we're going. We get in the fucking boat. Pew. And um, something about being on the water, you know, man to man. He just wanted to tell me, you know, you're doing good here, kid, pretty much. You're doing good, you know, uh. Everyone really likes you. I'm not going to tell him this is my last fucking day. I'm just letting him play along. He's saying, like, you know, I'm going away for a while. I say, where are you going? Like, on a vacation or or what? Like, you know, maybe he's going on a fucking summer break. I don't know. I don't even fucking know this guy. And uh, he says, like, no, I'm going into rehab today. I have a lot of problems I haven't dealt with yet. I really need to get some shit straight. He's telling me all the typical shit. It's almost like picking away like he wants me to be like, oh, well, like, what fucking drug are you using? I swear to God, he, like, wanted me to ask him, like, why are you going to rehab, homie? 
and I'm saying, thinking to myself, I'm like, not falling for this. I'm just saying, like, yeah, good, good. It's good you're fixing yourself. Like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Before I know it, we're um, we arrive. We're at like a dope fucking boat place right now. Like these boats, some of the shit looks like stuff fucking 007. Like wood panel sides and it's sunken low. Like a Cadillac of boats. If you picture a Cadillac of boats, I don't even think I'm doing it justice. Some of these things were fucking sick. Spaceship looking shit. Like he's telling me the guy who has this boat's a fucking asshole. Which a lot of them are because they're fucking super fucking rich. Not that rich people are assholes, but a lot of rich people who own boats are fucking assholes. telling me you know this guy doesn't even go on his boat he just has he gets hookers and strippers and walk around on his boat and he just sits there and drinks whatever (coughs) (coughs) drinks and fucking smokes and i'm like okay i'm not really that fucking impressed but whatever we get on the boat and it's like not the dopest boat here it's like older it's a sick fucking boat definitely over a million dollar boat some of these boats, when you, I don't know how many of these fucking, you all know about fucking boats, because I don't really know that much. Some of these boats pretty much have, like, high-class mini fucking apartments, like, inside. We go down the stairs, I'm like, holy shit, this is nice. Like, fucking leather couch, even though we don't fuck with leather, I'll respect the leather couch. Um, A picture of a turtle on the wall, like a glass, stained glass picture of a turtle on the wall. I think you get the idea. This is some kind of class. Mm. And, uh, we go into the, uh, it's kind of like the extra bedroom, and there's literally a cutout of the rug that, like, lifts up a piece of wood, you know, it's like a little trap door, and it's probably about, like, a foot and a half, definitely not two feet, probably closer to a foot than a foot and a half, by probably about a foot tall, and he says, like, this is it, and I'm just thinking, holy shit, you know, we brought a Tyvek suit. We brought some pieces of cardboard with us for him to lay on because this is like pretty much a little death box, like a little trap. Like it's a, about as long as he is and about as wide as he is. He gets in there and he's like, well, wish me luck, you know, and he's joking about how awful it's going to be. I don't think either of us really knew how fucked up it was. It already kind of stunk because the problem on this boat was that it was backed up. So there was this wasn't like fresh piss and shit. This had been sitting in there, so... You could almost smell it from the toilet. The toilet wasn't flushing. There's was no water in it. And uh, so he get we, we set the cardboard down. He takes off his shirt because he's like, I don't want to fuck this up. Like I said, I don't think we knew how bad it was going to be, but we knew it was going to be fucked up. Takes off his shirt. Goes in there. And um, I'm not doing too much. You know, he's down there and he's like, this is a, like at least the mud all soaked through the cardboard. You know, it's already wet down there. And, I'm handing him tools now and then. We're about a couple minutes in, and it's like crunch time now. He's about to fully remove the pump or whatever the fuck this thing is. It's like a pump. Finally, he fucking undoes it. I hand him the fucking very wrench that did it, and you hear the fucking... I actually was filming this. I cannot share the video with you guys unless you really beg for it because I don't know if he's down, and I don't want to get in trouble because this guy was fucking... Uh, uh, instantly started vomiting. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, he's saying, I'm like, I'm trying not to fucking laugh because this is the funniest shit i ever seen. And he's like, you know, down there fucking puking on himself, getting sprayed in the face by piss and shit. And I say, like, I'm just being very encouraging. Let's call him Johnny. I'm saying, 
you, you doing good, Johnny? Like, you need a hand with anything, John? You know, and he uh, puts his head out of the hole. This man was very clean. This was, he was not, when he went into this hole, he was a very bathed man. He looked like he was ready for his day at work. When he came out, he was brown. You could see the sweat. I swear there's a hint of green to his fucking skin. He says, I just got covered in piss. And he sees me. He's not even looking at me because I'm smiling. He's looking at my phone that's being held. Looking at him. If you, When I look at the video, you can see his eyes looking right into my fucking phone. He's like, he's fucking filming me. He's thinking. And I say like, oh man, like I'm not laughing at you. This is just fucking crazy. He's still gagging. I was gagging at this point. I thought I was... I have a very weak stomach. Some friends of the Moran Voice Audio Show will know that I get very queasy around things like poop, pee, and puke. And that's what it smelled like in there. He needs to get out and take a break. I could not believe. This guy did not even wash his hands. He just got out, grabbed his pack of cigarettes, and we he, we went up to the top of the boat, and he smoked a fucking cigarette with his dirty fucking hands. You could see... Th- I mean, you're covered in brown. He was fucking around with a sewage tank. This is poop and pee and shit. You know, and he's smoking and stuff. And he says to me, I didn't even think about conjunctivitis, man. And I was like, well, I mean, you're touching a fucking cigarette and putting it up to your face. Like, you, it's a little late to even think about it. Just fuck off with the conjunctivitis, Johnny. And he says, like, we got to go back down there and uh, make sure it's all right. We think it's all done. Because at this point, the... The, uh, he put the pump back on. So, he thinks he might just have to go down there and grab his cardboard. We go back down, and I'm just being very encouraging. Like, how's it look down there? He's, like I said, this guy's laying on his fucking belly. And essentially a coffin full of shit. Now, like, the cardboard is all soaked with piss and fucking shit. He realizes he put the fucking pump on backwards. You can screw it on both ways, really. But it's only going to work if you put it on one fucking way. And he's fucking pissed off now. Because, like like I said, this guy's, like, going to fucking rehab in, like, three and a half fucking hours. So he already has a fucking big day ahead of him. He calls the fucking boat owner just to be a fucking dick because he's fucking pissed. I don't blame him. The boat owner sounds like a total fucking cocksucker. And he says, like, this is the most disgusting fucking boat I've ever worked on. I'm covered in piss and shit. You know, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is ridiculous. Because now he's got to do this all over again. And the boat owner's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know how much this guy was getting fucking paid for this either. I mean, I know he's not a rich fucking dude. When I first met him, I was like, I'm getting tweaker vibes. Like, is this guy a fucking tweaker of the fucking boat scene? And then I was like, nah, he's just like kind of scruffy and weird. But I'm not saying he was being checked into rehab because he's a tweaker. But my natural instinct was right. So he gets back down in the fucking hole after bitching out the owner. Put this joint out. And he's fucking pissing to himself, and it stinks, dude. I was going to fucking vomit. Same fucking shit happens again, obviously, there's because it's not backed up, but it's like there's still... Well, I guess it is kind of fucking backed up. There's still shit in there. Like, when he put it on, he was fighting, like, pissing shit coming out. This one was a little more simple because I think he kind of took it on the chin like a boxer. Because he kind of knew what he was fucking expecting. But, man, this guy was covered in piss and fucking shit. He ended up doing it. He did vomit again down there. I never vomited. I didn't blow my fucking cookie off like he did. But he was getting sprayed in the face with piss and shit. To quote him is, um, is, uh, 
I'm covered in piss and shit. So after this, we got to go and um, check out of the boatyard. So he puts on his fucking shirt, and he's filthy, dude. I mean, he had thin hair to begin with. This guy's fucking ugly. He had thin hair to begin with, but it's, now it has fucking shit. You can see the shit and piss on him. I don't know how else to describe it. It looked like a man who had been... Remember when they pulled Osama bin Laden? Or Saddam Hussein? When they pulled fucking Saddam out of the hole? Remember that? Years ago? Saddam Hussein was hiding in that fucking hole? Very similar looking situation. Very, very, very similar to Saddam. Or as we call him, Saddam here at the Marm Boys Audio Show. So we, we have to go back up. Like I said, this is a ritzier boat thing. And we go up to the office to check out. And obviously my buddy here, John, the boat mechanic, Johnny boy, he finds the, the secretary, like, how do you say, like, very sexual. Like, he wants to fuck her. That's what he was also saying on the boat ride over, like, how hot she was and how, how much he, like, would love to fuck her. And there's a bowl of, and <clears throat> you can blatantly tell it's, like, a gift to them. Like, a, a gift bowl of different flavor honey buns. Not honey buns, uh, what do you call those? Uh, whoopie pies. Whoopie pies. And they had, like, pink ones, brown ones. Like, you know, different flavors. And they are not, like, on the counter for, like, it's not like a bowl of candy or lollipops that a secretary sometimes puts out for people. <clears throat> this is, like, a gift to them. And he says, like, you, hey, man, you like whoopie pies? I say, like, nah, man, I'm good, because I don't really like fuck with whoopie pies. And um, he asks her. He's, like, flirting it up with her, gives her the key to the fence back and stuff. You know, there's the fence, the little gate that you got to go in and out of to get into these boats. Gives her the key back, and he says, like, hey, uh, are those whoopie pies up for grabs? Again, these are tucked away. They're not on the counter. And she says, uh, she's looking at him. He's covered in fucking shit. He's been flirting with her, you know. And she says, like, uh, looks at him up and down, like, looks at me up and down. Says, like, yeah. She reaches him, and she handed me the bowl. And I don't even know. I I didn't eat this fucking thing, but I took it because I was, like, under fucking high pressure here. He grabbed his. I'm thinking he's, like, a whoopie pie master. So he keeps on flapping his jaw, telling her they're going to go out for a drink, even though he's checking himself into fucking rehab or whatever. She was just playing along with a good sport. You could tell she was fucking repulsed by this shitty-ass covered man and we're walking back over to our little uh our little dinghy boat to go back to our fucking boatyard and uh you know he's saying like you try your whoopie pie yet i said like no i'll probably just give it to my friend i don't really eat whoopie pies and he goes yeah i don't really eat them either but my father-in-law fucking loves the things man he's gonna be so excited like he's gonna love this i'm thinking man you reached your fucking shit covered hand with pee all over it like, he, I mean, he dumped them in the salt water, but, like, he was still filthy, and he touched these, and he didn't even want a fucking whoopie pie. And, uh, that was the last I saw him. He, uh, supposedly went into rehab about a hour, I think, hour and a half after that. And, um, so, he did not clean off either. When I, I saw him walking around work, he was still fucking all sweaty, brown, and covered in shit. So if you're out there, I uh, hope that you finally took a shower, because that was fucking disgusting. Ooh. I'm back. So yeah, that was like the most fucked up last day at my job I ever had. 
and I'm kind of happy it's over. Especially if that's what I had to look forward to with growth, getting covered in shit and piss. This wasn't a regular occurring thing either. But, uh, yeah, real dirty motherfucker he looked. In other news, I was kind of thinking, like, um, about doing a My Music Picks, but instead of a My Music Picks, I think I'm just gonna highlight the fact that legendary, um, punk band, pop punk band, skate punk band, I don't know what you want to call them, I would just call them punk band, NoFX, N-O-F-X, has announced a breakup. I'm hoping that this isn't a joke. I am hoping that NoFX does fucking break up. And I'm hoping that Fat Mike just chills the fuck out. Do I like NoFX? <sighs> no, not really. Do I listen to them like once a year? No, no, not really. I don't. Do I listen to them like once every three years? That's probably more realistic. There's a couple NoFX songs from my fucking youth that I still find catchy. I love Separation to Church and Skate, you know, but that fucking band sucks. And Fat Mike fucking sucks. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Fat fucking Mike. Some problems I have with Fat Mike, I mean, first of all, he's not that fucking fat, and he never was that fat. Maybe, like, early in the day he was fat, kind of, but, I mean, El Jefe, the guitar player of No Effects is substantially bigger. I believe he is. Like I said, I'm not up to date on my no effects, but I know that Fat Mike is not that fucking fat. And I just find the band to be fucking overly obnoxious. And I actually, that's like uh, the genre of music I grew up listening to a lot was bands like no effects, bands like Pennywise, uh, Bouncing Souls, who I still love. We can't throw Blink-182 in there like that, like Descendants, California punk sound. I guess, more or less, you know, that skate punk sound. I've, that's been, like, the one fucking band I've had a fucking problem with. I'm like, man, that band fucking totally blows. I can't believe how much they fucking suck. They have had a outstandingly long fucking career. Too long of a career. I don't know if they're, like, stopping, because I'm not looking into this. Like, I don't even give a fuck about no effects. And I'm hoping it's not, like, a joke, and I'm just, like, reporting on headlines, because that's what I essentially am doing. But that's modern day reporting for you. And it sounds like, no effects are breaking up, no effects are breaking up. You know, they've put out so many fucking albums that suck. People defend. When punk bands put out, like, bands become like a legacy act, pretty much. And, like, that's what they are. Just like the fucking Misfits. Like, one of the other worst fucking punk bands in the world. Even though I love the Misfits and I listen to the Misfits. But they become legacy bands. And people justify, like, fans justify punk bands putting out shitty fucking album after shitty fucking album of the same trash fucking ideas because it's like oh well they play live like these bands are always on tour it's like well they should always be on tour because they're a fucking punk band and that's what punk bands do they tour but they should also be able to write good fucking music you know what's a band that tours their fucking ass off and is old as fuck now and better than goddamn no effects is rancid um Shout out to Rancid, Tim Armstrong, and Lars, Matt Freeman, and uh, Brandon, the drummer. He used to be in The Used. The drummer of Rancid used to be in The Used. I think they played on, like, the one... He played on, like, the two first Used records. But that band... Have they came out with another album as good as, you know, And Out Came the Wolves, their huge record? 
probably like arguably not but i mean i've stayed up on them and like they actually write good songs like it's the same kind of recycled ideas but there's new shit in it too the point is like you can recycle your ideas but they have to be good fucking ideas they can't be shit ideas like what fat mike has fat mike's ideas just like they're half-assed fucking songs i don't know so i don't know if they're gonna i I hope they stop in general and just i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do fat mike has a podcast so maybe now he's just a fucking podcaster which that's fine but it's time it's been time for no effects to stop because there's better there's better bands that sound like no effects that are the same age and i don't think they would argue either they like poke fun that they suck but they actually are repping it which i do respect a little so um if we hear more about this or if I'm out of the loop and this is a big fucking joke, which would totally suck because I'm stoked that no effects is breaking the fuck up. Like, let me fucking know, you know, and we'll follow this. Maybe, um, you know, maybe Eric Melvin. I know he makes some sick fucking surfboards. Check out Pickle Stick Surfboards if you're into that kind of stuff. These are made by Eric Melvin, the guitar player. I think that's his fucking name. Uh, killer fucking boards. Killer fucking surfboards, man. I mean, real beautiful, like, old school made. He glasses them. He obviously, like, adds a little bit of punk flair on some of them, like, puts in a Misfits skull. I'm just going to talk some shit about the Misfits, too, since I brought them up and they just came back up again. Phew! Um, love the Misfits, and we're creeping into the spooky season here. Love the spooky season. Love getting scared. Love the Misfits. When I say I love the Misfits, it means, like, I love, like, probably, like, 40 Misfits songs that I've listened to a shit ton, like, yearly since I was a fucking 14, 15-year-old. I, um, now they're, like I was saying, a legacy band, and the only true original member is, uh, is, um, Jerry Only who originally was the original bass player, and he's cool as fuck on those original Misfits records, but the guy can't really fucking sing. The guy can't really play fucking bass. I mean, argue with me if you want. I'm kind of a fan. I, In a sense, I am kind of a fan, because I respect keeping the legacy of a band like that around, but it's almost like Kiss. It's just to make money. And I love fucking Kiss. Kiss stopped making albums, too. Look at the last Kiss album. They, like, knew. We're not making albums anymore. We're just going to play live. Which is um kind of rad, but we're talking about Spooky Kiss. We're talking about the Misfits. Um, shitty fucking band, you know. And it, the songs that he records, Jerry only records, are just fucking trash. Nobody listens to modern day Misfits. Everybody listens to the Glenn Danzig. I do listen to Graves era Misfits. Songs like uh, Dig Up Her Bones, Helena. Obviously, those are some like favorites from a lot of people. My uh, old punk band actually played with Michael Graves. So when that's a highlight of your musical career, you know you're a fucking failure. Opening up for Michael Graves, who totally rocked. I was thinking, like, damn, Michael Graves is better than um, Jerry Only. Like, definitely musically better. Um, Misfits up there with, like, no effects. They definitely need to be fucking retiring. Don't think we'll see the Misfits retire anytime soon, however... Because, like the band I was also comparing them to, Kiss, Jerry Only is uh, really just concerned with lining his pockets with um, punk kids' parents' money. 
That's horse talk. Well, today on horse talk, first of all, welcome back to horse talk, everybody. Today on horse talk, I wanted to kind of bring up um, one of the more fucked up things. I can't believe I never thought of this one really before. Is that um, if you, well, first of all, if you ever went to school with me or you know me personally, you know that I was always maybe um, a year fucking older than I should have been in the grid. Yeah, I was like one of those fucking like weird freak fucking kids who were 15 in the eighth grade. Weird, I know. Weird. I think I turned 15 like right before eighth grade ended kind of, you know, the second half of the year. Weird. I did, they, they didn't let me do driver's ed, though. I was, just, I was like, you know, for some reason they wouldn't let me do driver's ed. But uh, maybe it makes sense because that that means that I, um, of course, stayed the fuck back. What grade did I stay stay back in? People are like, eighth grade, that seems like maybe some people like do like a super senior year because they fucked off a lot, which I probably almost had to do too, but then I like busted ass and somehow um, graduated on time. But I, I still... Stayed back in what grade now? Yes, that's right. The third grade. I know what you're saying to yourself. You're saying, like, Ian, like, how the fuck did you stay back in the third grade? You're just, like, what are you doing? Like, cutting fucking triangles and stars out on paper and coloring them the fucking right colors? Like, what are you really doing in the third fucking grade to stay back? Well, it was a combination of a bit of tardiness because um, I did miss... I didn't... Well... Okay, maybe the tardiness is a little bit of a cop-out, but and they just told me that to make me feel better. But what happened was, okay, so I'm taking you back to third grade, year one. This had to be like 99 to 2000, maybe. Or 2000, yeah, 99 to 2000 or something, maybe. I don't know. I know my second year of third grade was um, 2001, because on September 11th, that's right, on September 11th, 2001, it was my day to lead the Pledge of Allegiance by chance. So I started the Pledge of Allegiance and I said, I pledge allegiance and everybody comes in. I digress. Um, it was my first year of third grade. And I was like, not writing correctly. If you look at how I write now, it's still bullshit, but at least it's fucking words. But I, uh, you know, I wanted to do real good in school. I always wanted to like try. I would lose when I was a kiddo. And I, uh, was like writing with half my fucking hand when I was holding my paper. When they taught me to write, you know, I really took it very literal because I was a fucking moron. That's really why I stayed back because I was a fucking moron. And I, they tell you, you know, I'm right-handed, so they say like hold the top left of your paper with your left hand, so then you can write with your right. And I was covering half the fucking margin of, on on the fucking paper, you know, with my whole arm. So when I would start writing, it was like. A quarter of the paper was covered up by my arm, so I was almost writing in, like, the middle of the fucking page. And they're saying, like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with this kid, pretty much? Like, like they're thinking something's wrong with my eyes. They're making me, like, go and get my eyes looked at. Like, he doesn't need glasses. And to make matters worse, because, like, so this all boils down to me, I was a fucking idiot. And... When I would look, when they'd be checking my eyes, you know, these classic tests, like, look at the tip of my pen, follow the red light that I hold up, I would be, like, very nervous, because I wanted to, like, do this shit legit, and I would just really try to move my eyes, 
and it would flick them in the back of my fucking head. You know, like if you like roll your eyes. So I would just roll my eyes because I was like pretty much just getting anxiety. (laughs) So I'm looking like the fucking exorcist rolling my eyes back when they're moving a fucking pen six inches from my face. And they're saying like, holy fuck, man, this kid like is not seeing like a quarter of the fucking paper and his eyes are rolling back again. These are not like these are just like the shitty like small town pediatricians in like OT teachers at my school I grew up going to. And they uh, pretty much came to the conclusion here. I'm about to spread some awareness to a, uh, I don't know to call it a disease as much as, I guess a condition. I guess it's a brain condition. Uh, MLS is uh, the midline shift. For those of you who aren't familiar with a midline shift, um, essentially... To really be diagnosed with a midline fucking shift, you need to have some serious brain scans done. Like, if you look at pictures of it, it's like, like I said, I'm not a genius. I wasn't a genius then. I'm not a fucking genius now, but I don't know if it's an x-ray or what, but some kind of brain scan image. And it's essentially when the midline of your brain is, like, shifted to one side. So instead of having, like, a 50-50, a right and left side brain, you have, like, a 60-40 or something, or maybe even, like, at like you know, 70-30 or some of these, but I mean, a midline shift is serious. You're not going to be able to balance well. You know, I got the ill balance. I know everybody out there has seen me skate. Love it. You know, I got the ill balance. I would go as far to say I have one of the better one foot skateboard rides that I know when it comes to riding a skateboard one foot. But uh, so I got the balance down. But the OT teacher, you know, and the fucking physical whatever teachers and um, this pediatrician uh, diagnosed me with the midline shift. That's right, MLS. And uh, I guess my, my folks just were like, oh, fuck, like, I guess that's what it is. Maybe they didn't know that much about midline shifts and they just liked to uh, assume fucking kiddos had it. But I'm like, I, did not have, I do not have a midline shift, but I'm spreading awareness to the midline shift. And if you have a midline shift... There's nothing to be ashamed of, but people are going to know that you have a midline shift in the fucking brain. It's a serious fucking brain problem. Fuck, my crutch just came out of my joint. Anyway, so now I have the midline shift and I have these fucking glasses. And I'm going to like, like OT, you know, like classes where we're like just doing things like crumpling up paper. It's like muscle memory bullshit. And, like, looking at fucking pens, you know, play, and sometimes we just dick around and play fucking board games or, like, play Harry Potter cards. It was fucking stupid. Phew. But I would go there. And I, uh, you know, all this commotion with it stressed me the fuck out, really, and I um, ended up repeating the third grade. So now I was, like, the sm- third smartest. That's, like, how retarded I was. That it's, like, after staying back a whole year, I'm, like, only probably, like, the third or probably more realistically fourth or fifth smartest in the class on, like, the first day of second grade to take fucking two. And I'm wearing my glasses every day and stuff. That year of third grade went by much smoother. I guess what I'm just trying to say is that incredible that they uh, diagnosed me with the midline shift without really even saying anything. And I was, like, you know... Instead of being in class, I was doing these, like, motor skill activities that I didn't even fucking need. 
Because if I had a midline shift, you would know it because I'd be falling the fuck over. I could not be jumping around. I don't know if anybody saw the clip of me jumping around off that bench about six feet in the fucking air from the ground. I, I'm very agile. You know, very agile. So that's why I stayed back in the third fucking grade. And it uh, was not easy. I'll tell you that. Especially because I thought I had the midline shift. When did I realize the mid? I, it was like a, a wrong diagnose, a misdiagnose. Was um, like very soon after, like fucking like three fucking years after. Nobody ever told me I didn't have it. I mean, you know, I just kind of assume I'm not retarded. But uh, not that if you have a midline shift, you're retarded either. I just like to assume I'm not. But uh, you tell me. Do you think I the miss? Do you look? You tell me the listeners of the Mormon Voice Audio Show. Do you or don't you think my the middle of my brain is offset? Holler at your boy. Let him know. Let me know. That was it, man. That was the horse talk about my uh, my fairly serious MLS condition that I may or may not have. For those of you who think you're suffering from the midline shift, maybe go see your local pediatrician or maybe go to your local elementary school and get misdiagnosed or diagnosed. Either way, there's no judgment here at the Mormon Voice Audio Show. Appreciate everybody uh, sticking around and in, in, uh, listening to, like I said, we're in the fucking episodes of 40s now. Insane. Am I right? In fucking insane. Never thought I'd make this many podcast episodes. I'm still out here rocking and rolling. The Moron Voice is still going. Don't you know it? We got those collaborative koozies coming out with my good friend Mongo Chatter. Check him out at Mongo Chatter on Instagram and uh, just Mongo Chatter on YouTube. I'm super stoked on these projects we're doing with them. Um, with him. And uh, thanks for checking out the Moron Voice audio show, everybody. And remember one thing. That if you're diagnosed... With a brain condition, when in fact you just like are fucking stupid and you don't understand that you're covering up a whole piece of paper, like maybe just like raise your hand and say, my bad. Just say like, my bad, I like didn't understand I was covering up half the paper because I'm fucking an ignorant child. When you write, try not to cover up a whole piece of paper with your fucking hand and arm. If you write and start in the middle of the page, people are going to think you have a brain condition. It's a Moron Voice Audio Show.